0: Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted and privileged to welcome a very, very accomplished entrepreneur from California, USA, Mr. Jeffrey Harris. Jeffrey, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. It's so great to be here. I appreciate it. Uh,
0: Jeffrey is the co-founder and CEO of Plant Power Fast Food, um, which is also a vegan version of McDonald's. So Jeffrey, as I mentioned to you just before we started recording, I've been a vegan myself. So I'm fascinated with the kind of work you're doing. So let's start talking plant power fast food.
1: Tell me about this venture. Well, basically what plant power fast food is, is a vegan or plant based version of traditional fast food restaurants. Mm-hmm. So we look very much like uh, Burger King, Jack in the Box, McDonald's and all the rest. Mm-hmm. And the menu was very similar. So we have burgers, fries, shakes, um, I'm using my air quotes, chicken tenders, mm. all the way to a healthier grilled chicken wraps, mm. salads, uh, children's menu, a breakfast menu. It's really like walking into one of these major chains, mm-hmm. but everything is 100% plas- plant based, Yeah, which means it's much more sustainable. It's uh, cruelty free. Mm. It's also free of cholesterol mm. and uh, and it's plant based, so it doesn't have the ill health effects that uh, eating animal products uh, brings. Amazing. And uh, what was your motivation to start this venture? You know, I personally became a vegetarian when I was 14 years old. Mm -hmm. And I always, I I thought I was the first one. And my joke now, of course, I tell people, well, there were probably a few 100 million of them in India, but I didn't know at the time. (laughs) And then I became vegan later in life in my 30s. So I was primarily personally motivated by the idea of reducing animal suffering. Mm. And I think that what most people who are eating animal products, um, they are unconsciously um, creating suffering. They're not bad people. They don't want to create suffering, but they're supporting um, a system that, in fact, creates unimaginable suffering. So uh, I spent uh, about 30 years of my life in the professional audio industry working for uh, the last 20 years with Harmon international mm-hmm. um, and uh, and did okay uh, for what I would call a, 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 an old hippie and uh, built a nice corporate career and was able to buy a house and a nice car. And I had uh, good things in my life, mm-hmm. but I asked myself at a certain point, what I, what would I really like to do mm-hmm. if I could do anything? And that was the question I, I posed to myself mm-hmm. and this kind of idea kept coming up. We'll build the worldwide a vegan version of McDonald's and influence millions of people and take millions of animals off the plate. And it was a crazy idea, but it wouldn't go away. And uh, after searching for a few years for a partner that might be able to help me. Mm-hmm. And even though I've worked in vegetarian restaurants as a young man, I wasn't really an entrepreneur before and I needed somebody with some operational experience. And after years of searching, mm-hmm. I found my partners, Mitch Wallace and Zach Voga, who had that operational piece. Mm-hmm. Um, but it basically sprang from the idea of taking the fast food business, which is not very good for everyone's health, mm. or the planet or the animals and kind of turning it out of its head by doing a plant based version. Amazing. Amazing. So you know, when I was reading about you, Jeffrey, uh, you
0: have two separate businesses. You know, you manufacture and you retail, which is you know, stores and your whole brands and everything else. So how do you handle and, and you know, Doing building one business is tough, you're
1: building two. What have been some of your challenges in each one of them? Well, first of all, we built the manufacturing business to support the restaurant business. Mm -hmm. So although we see the possibility of doing a consumer packaged goods play with Mm -hmm. some of our products, we're Mm -hmm. very excited about it. We're very much laser focused on being that kind of vegan version of McDonald's. Mm -hmm. So when we first started out, there weren't many products that you can get out that you couldn't find uh, vegan honey mustard dressing or vegan ranch dressing or any of these things, it didn't really exist. Mm. So we went out to basically create all of the sauces and all of the dressings that we use wow. in our restaurants. Mm. Furthermore, uh, we created our own chicken product. Mm-hmm. Back then we were using Gardein uh, protein substrate, mm. uh, but we would cook it and and form it and create it ourselves in the back of each restaurant with the sauces and dressings. Mm. And then we found that the commercial commercially available uh, veggie burgers out there uh well we didn't want to co-brand mm-hmm. with uh impossible or beyond because yeah. we wanted to create our own brand mm-hmm. for those who may be new to this impossible beyond are, are the rock star brands of uh, veggie burgers okay. in the u.s and yes. everywhere else mm-hmm. um and we also needed to hit certain price points so we basically uh found a, a, an excellent provider of uh gmo free soy based kind of uh burger stuff mm-hmm. and shaped it and and uh printed out patties and flavored it ourselves. So basically after our second restaurant, we realized uh, in order to grow to the degree that we wanted to, we needed to simplify operations. Mm -hmm. And we, we basically opened a, what was a 2,200 foot um, uh, manufacturing facility, not too far East of Mm. San Diego, Mm. uh, which has since grown to a 23,000 square foot facility. Mm. Um, And we basically started manufacturing. Now, while that happened, Um, While the main idea was to manufacture for our restaurants Mm. and to get better at it and to be able to produce more and more quantities at a higher and higher quality, Mm. Uh, you know, Whole Foods, which is a major um, natural food grocer here in the US, they picked Mm. up one of our products for local distribution in Southern California, one of our cheesecake Mm. products. Mm. And now we do have people talking to us about uh, getting into the consumer packaged goods business with some of our sauces and dressings but we have a team that does the manufacturing because that's what they know. They're good at it. Mm -hmm. They run the facility. It's world-class. And, uh, you know, myself and my CFO and my COO, we monitor that business and make sure it's not losing money. Mm -hmm. It's not designed to make a lot of money because we Mm -hmm. want to get the products to the restaurants as inexpensively as we can. Um, And we found ourselves being a manufacturer. And then we extended our capabilities by beginning to partner Uh, to do Mm R&D with some very good co-packers in the U.S. and also Mm -hmm. starting to outsource some of our manufacturing with co-packers so that rather than opening up a bunch of uh, manufacturing facilities throughout the U.S., Mm -hmm. we basically start to develop a network of partners we can work with so that as we expand our restaurant business, Mm -hmm. we'll we'll have the capabilities of providing all the products we need uh, without spending a huge amount of uh, revenue and resources on, on new factories. Amazing. And how many restaurants do you have now? So today, uh, we have 11. Wow. So uh, and when friends say, wow, that's amazing. I can't believe you got that far. I said, well, that's, uh, we're about 489 short of our goal right now. <laughs> uh, and we have four more in development. So mm-hmm. by the end of this year, mm-hmm. uh, we'll have, uh, I think that's 15 restaurants. I got to do my math correctly. Mm-hmm. And of those, interesting, at least nine will be drive Okay. So it was very important for us to... Uh, differentiate ourselves mm. from Fast Casual um, and from some of the other similar brands mm. who are not opening drive-thrus. We really wanted to be in that drive-thru, convenient McDonald's type space, even though, of course, we have some great restaurants um, that that don't have that. So 15, uh, 2023, we'll be opening more. And then in 2024, we really start to scale. Wow. Well, good luck. And I understand that you're going through a fundraise right now. We are. Yeah. And I have to say to any entrepreneur or CEO that's listening, this is the hardest thing that you can possibly ever do. Absolutely. especially in the early stage Mm -hmm. um, when you haven't proven yourself yet. Mm -hmm. So we had a number of seed rounds early on to kind of fund individual restaurants. Mm -hmm. We don't do that anymore. All the investment goes into the parent company Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. And we finished our Series A raise in uh, April of 2021 for 7.5 million. Mm -hmm. And now we're doing a modest uh, Series B for uh, 15 million so we can accelerate our expansion. And we're very excited about it. Um, We enjoy the process of finding partners that both understand the market segment and the growth of this kind of nexus of fast food and plant-based, and who also have an interest in sustainability Mm -hmm. or impact or doing good things in the world. So even though fundraising is always challenging, it's always such a joy uh, because uh, the kinds of capital partners that we enjoy meeting are people that see the opportunity from a business perspective, um, but they also have passion for the impact possibilities as well
0: amazing so now let me move and ask you a few more generic or general questions on vegan and vegan products
1: let me start by asking you uh, jeffrey how large is the market for vegan products it's very very big so uh, in the us as an example first of all let me let me let's differentiate hmm. so vegans and vegetarians in the us are probably maybe 4 or 5 6% at the most right mm-hmm. even though veganism is growing year on year by by huge leaps and bounds, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe even three or 400%, Mm. it's still a small portion of the population. What we've identified is that um, our market and the interesting market is what we call the flexitarians. Mm -hmm. And the flexitarians are the veggie adjacent or the veggie curious uh, people that are, if you give them a great bacon cheeseburger that's plant-based, they'll try it. Mm. They're probably eating more salads to be healthier but they haven't necessarily sworn off animal products yet. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: that has grown year on year. So in the U S right now, uh, the flexitarians are now considered to be 35% of the population. Okay. It's huge. Right. Mm -hmm. And then uh, among people under the age of 35, a lot of local, uh, excuse me, recent studies have shown that that may be as high as 60%. So what we're seeing in the U S and in other Western countries, because you know, vegetarianism, as you know, goes way back in India. Mm. Uh, but in the West, um, we're seeing what we really see as a mega trend. Mm. And there's a few parts to it. But mm. one of the parts to it, um, the big thinkers understand that if we look, if we fast forward on this planet, mm. 25, 50, 100 two 300 years, a plant, you know, a population on this planet eating mostly a plant based diet, Mm-hmm. is the most reasonable and sustainable way for our civilization to survive and grow, mm-hmm. considering mm-hmm. climate change and resources. Yeah. Um, so veganism is growing by leaps and bounds, mm-hmm. and so is vegetarianism. Uh, also in the US, uh, the growth of uh, vegan products has is, is just gone through the roof. So it's uh, believed to have grown over 43% in the last two years alone. Wow. So what I'm talking about now is obviously that's not powered by vegans and vegetarians because there's Mm -hmm. not enough of us. Correct. And we're not talking about people putting more broccoli and carrots in the refrigerator. Mm -hmm. What we're really talking about is more and more people Mm -hmm. um, are ordering, getting, you know, Morningstar Farms, vegan sausage or bacon. I Mm -hmm. don't know if you're familiar with that brand Mm -hmm. there. Uh, Impossible or Beyond Burgers garden chicken. Mm. So people that are not vegans and vegetarians are Mm. buying more of these products in their homes. Mm. And we're seeing this massive trend at the grocery store. Mm. Now, when I grew up, you couldn't go to the grocery store and buy much in the way of plant based. uh, But now you you can get oat milk, you can get uh, vegan breakfast sausages, you can get tofu. Mm. uh, And so the world's not just at the natural food grocers, but Mm. but almost everywhere. So we're seeing a major trend And where it's showing up is in the grocery store, which leads to our thesis, right? Our thesis in the US was if fast food in the US is Mm. 280 plus billion, Mm. and if 35% of the US population are flexitarians, Mm. then the real opportunity is not just in um, consumer packaged goods, but it's actually right there in fast food, where most of the animal products consumption exists. Mm. And that's been our thesis. And frankly, for years, no one believed us and they thought we were crazy. And then when our friend Ethan Brown at uh, Beyond Meat uh, partnered with Carl's Jr. And then the Impossible Foods folks got with Burger King and on and on, a lot of the major brands have now in fact added plant-based options to increase their sales because now the whole family can come in, the vegan daughter and the vegetarian brother and all of that. Fantastic. So uh,
0: my next question is for the many, many young people who will be listening to us.
1: What are the advantages of becoming a vegan? It's a great question. Um, There are many, so I can speak first from my own personal experience and I'm going to get just a little bit spiritual with you as Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. Uh, First and foremost, from my point of view, Understanding that when you're eating animal products, Mm -hmm. you're creating suffering. So uh, when people say what the advantages are, very often it's natural for us to think, well, what are the advantages for me? Mm. But I think one of the ways we can look at that is, well, what are the advantages for the animals? Mm. If you refuse to participate in a system that is creating a lot of suffering, we may not see that suffering, Mm -hmm. but it's happening. So the first thing I I really believe is a clear conscience. Mm -hmm. So I believe as that we live in alignment with our compassion and our heart. And look, it's not easy for it was easy for me, but it's not easy for everyone. But as we kind of hear the calling of our heart Mm -hmm. and as we uh, endeavor to become kinder and more compassionate people, Mm -hmm. and then we live in alignment with that, Mm -hmm. uh, there's something very beautiful that happens, I think, spiritually. I think we start to connect with a part of us. That we may have had to shut down mm. to be able to participate in something that maybe is not in harmony. So right. that's a real obvious advantage. Mm. From a health point of view, um, we now know that the consumption of uh, animal products is responsible for diabetes, uh, cardiovascular disease, stroke, heart attacks, obesity, mm. um, cooked meat is now considered a carcinogen, mm-hmm. and certainly nothing that we understood as young people. Mm. Um, and so it's very, very easy to see that eating a plant-based diet is a healthier option. And now I understand also that having one of our bacon cheeseburgers is not quite as good as having a beautiful organic uh, salad of plant-based whole foods. Right. But for people that are on a journey of change, mm. um, you know, you, we wanna create a bridge for people to experience many of the possibilities of what plant-based eating might be and enjoy those benefits. So there's, I think the heart, the compassion, there is health and wellness for sure. Mm -hmm. A very brief story. A friend of mine who's not a vegan or vegetarian (laughs) went to one of our restaurants Mm -hmm. and he said, Hey man, I had the big Zach. That's our double burger, right? I had shake. I had fries and the chicken tenders. And I actually walked out of there Mm -hmm. feeling light, feeling wonderful. Now I thought to myself, I would be napping for a month and and I'd have to be on my exercise bicycle for a week. Mm -hmm. But for him, it was a huge shift not to feel Mm -hmm. that heaviness in his body and have his blood affected by all that. And the the last piece I think is sustainability. Mm -hmm. And um, when I became a vegetarian and then vegan years ago, we didn't really understand the impact Mm. of uh, animal products on our planet. And there's a few dimensions. Number one is it's actually the major cause of greenhouse gas emissions which I found shocking because I would think it's coal stacks and transportation. Mm. But if you combine methane and carbon dioxide, it's actually animal agriculture. Mm -hmm. Um, It, it, it takes uh, 10, 20, 30 times as much resources, water, grain, corn, all of that to create a quarter pound of beef Mm. than it does a quarter pound of a plant, a plant-based patty as an example. Mm -hmm. So when we look at resources and climate change, it's also the right thing to do. So for me, a plant-based diet is both, it's health, it's spirituality, it's awakening, it's sustainability, um, and I always advise people take baby steps. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, if you look at the data and you educate yourself, and if you listen to your own heart, mm-hmm. you might find that it's a very beautiful uh, step to take Absolutely. in your own life. What, what a great response! You know, and
0: uh, I've often heard this from people where they say that uh, we are using the most. Uh, expensive way of trying to convert plant-based diets into protein and then eating that animal for protein when we can get the protein directly from the plant.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the, the big question they always yeah. ask is where do you get your protein? And it's, it's a hilarious question Correct. for vegans and vegetarians because, Absolutely. you know, elephants, uh, water buffalo, gorillas, the biggest, strongest animals in the world, uh, are blue all right. whales, right? These are all Vegans, uh, for the most part, and uh, and you know it's very very easy to get protein mm. from from hundreds of sources. Correct. But it's uh, you're right; it's an Correct. ineffective way to get well protein. Well said. Yeah.
0: So you know, Jeffrey, you also spoke about uh, animal rights and cruelty free uh, diets. You're in this business.
1: How relevant are these topics in the minds of uh,
0: human beings?
1: That's another really really great question. Um, well, you know, it comes to the idea, uh, we, could, we could use some definitions for a moment mm-hmm. to explore that. Mm-hmm. So, for example, uh, I happen to be a vegan mm-hmm. and I've had people say, well, what about your belt and mm-hmm. what about your shoes? Mm-hmm. Uh, is that leather? And I say, actually, no, mm-hmm. it's not. Mm-hmm. So that's the decision that I made not to not to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, there are also people that would define themselves as plant-based mm-hmm. and they're really all about uh, health and wellness and being better athletes mm-hmm. and living longer lives And then, of course, there are, uh, you know, environmentalists that have uh, understood the connection.
0: Mm.
1: What I'm finding is among and this is generalizing and I'm not a I'm not a social scientist, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it seems to me that a lot of younger people and also a lot of women Mm. kind of understand the cruelty free dimension Mm. of this. And they and I always enjoy asking people and never without any judgment. I'm just curious what inspired you? Mm. To be a vegan or to be plant-based because I like to hear people's uh, uh answers. Mm-hmm. So I am finding among a, a lot of younger people mm-hmm. and a lot of women, because I think they're very grounded in compassion, mm-hmm. I often hear people say out loud, they're not afraid to say it's for the animals. Wow. Interestingly, among men, mm-hmm. for many years it wasn't cool to say that because mm-hmm. guys are trying to be tough and macho. Mm-hmm. And I would have a lot of guys that I knew in the corporate world that were experimenting with being plant-based. They would specifically say, not for the animals. Mm. It's just for me. Mm. I just want to be healthier. Uh, But my experience has been once somebody has really gone Mm. on a mostly plant-based diet for a while, Mm. wherever they started, the other elements begin to open up as well. So I started from an ethical point of view, and I was still eating vegan junk food. Uh, I was a vegetarian first. So, you know, pizza was fine in grilled cheese sandwiches and mm-hmm. vegan, uh, vegetarian donuts. I guess all donuts are vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then years later, I discovered through being on that journey, brown rice and tofu and real vegetables and mm-hmm. like, wow, this is amazing. And salads. Mm-hmm. Conversely, I've met people who started with the healthy foods and maybe even the raw foods. Mm-hmm. And then after being off of animal product for a while, mm-hmm. what happened was, their consciousness changed, Mm. their bodies were changing, their consciousness was changing. And what they were able to see is things that they couldn't see before Mm. or didn't seem important to them before. And often those folks will begin to um, understand um, the cruelty-free dimension and Mm. advantage to a plant-based diet. So I think everyone's different. Uh, I'm not an expert. I love talking to people about it. Mm. Wonderful. Jeffrey, we have time for two more questions.
0: My next question to you is uh, a widely held myth. At least I've heard this many times that vegan foods are primarily coming out of soybeans. Um, And there's not enough enough options available except eating more and more soy
1: and soy has its own set of issues. I'd love to get your perspective on this. Well, first of all, regarding soy, it's really an interesting topic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and There's a few things going on. And I think that each person needs to listen to their body to mm-hmm. understand the impact. Like right. I love tofu, Correct. but I've noticed sometimes it doesn't really feel good in my body. I'm mm-hmm. so sorry to say that, right? Mm-hmm. And so for many, many years, mm-hmm. before we even called them veggie burgers, we called them soy burgers. Yep. And soy was the magical protein of, of the hour. And in the 60s right. and 70s. Uh, I think that most of um, plant-based food was really, or meat analogs, right? Uh, Plant-based chicken or burgers or bacon was really made from soy and also wheat Mm. and things like that. And so that's interesting. That's changed a tremendous amount. Mm. Um, Right now, uh, for example, Beyond Meat, they don't use any soy at all. And they're the number one. vegan burger company in the world Mm -hmm. and they've got uh, beef jerky and they've got burgers and they've got all sorts of product that's made from pea protein okay and what a lot of people have discovered is that pea protein has a a better effect on their body Mm. there's also a lot of uh, plant-based milks now Mm. and protein supplements based on hemp or pea protein, or even protein that comes from brown rice. Wow. So it's really diversified quite a lot uh, the vegan cheeses are c- cool to look at. Mm-hmm. Because when I was younger, they I thought they were great. Mm-hmm. But uh, most real cheese eaters would would have told me I was crazy. Now, it's really, really evolved into a process with fermentation and 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 enzymes. And it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And you see a lot of plant-based cheese is made from cashews uh-huh. or almonds or hemp. And mm. so it's it's actually diversified quite a bit. And the industry is uh, attempting to accommodate uh, a growing population of people who are interested in plant-based, mm. but actually do not want to uh, consume soy, yeah. either mm. because they're having their own negative experience of it, or because if they've heard negative things about soy. Yes. I will say the soy debate is ongoing, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of debate about it. And yeah. as a uh, years long vegetarian and vegan, I can't yeah. help but wonder if some of the noise out there is created by the meat industry, trying to kind of uh, legitimize uh, plant based options. Absolutely.
0: And my last question to you now, Jeffrey, and again, this is for the many people who listen to us. What would you say are three lessons you would want our viewers and listeners to take away, based on your incredible experience as a vegan manufacturer, retailer of vegan products,
1: and uh, all the amazing stuff that you've done all your life. Thank you for asking that. Now, you know, I could I could take three hours to answer that, but I won't. <laughs> I, okay. um, I think one of the most important, I'm going to mention a couple of things. First mm-hmm. of all, in terms of being, uh, learning to be a leader mm-hmm. or to be an entrepreneur uh, or to be an activist mm-hmm. or to be a visionary mm-hmm. or to be a politician, mm-hmm. uh, whatever you might want to do in the world, the biggest lesson I've learned is how to understand the limiting factor of fear Mm -hmm. anxiety Mm -hmm. um, feeling small and -hmm. then how to approach that yeah and turn it into uh, feelings of love Mm -hmm. and uh, unlimitedness and hope and faith and so I think this is a struggle that every single human being goes through Mm -hmm. but if we want to have an impact in our own life in the lives of people around us or in the world ultimately Mm -hmm. we need to find ways to understand fear or anxiety or a sense of limitation when it comes up mm. to analyze it, to look beyond that and to understand that each one of us really does have a lot of unlimited capabilities mm. and, and superpowers. And this is real. Mm. You know, I used to hurt, hear, hear things like follow your bliss. Um, and now I understand how important it is. It doesn't mm. mean the journey is easy, but I think that if we keep returning to love, mm. I think that fear and love can exist in our consciousness at the same moment. Mm. And if we can keep learning through meditation or spiritual practices or being of service or being a better husband or wife or parent or friend, mm. we can learn to get close to our heart where there's great power. Mm-hmm. And with that power, there's many beautiful things we can do in the world. But the second thing I want to say relates back to the first, and that is uh, I think having the right intention is important. Correct. So so I can't claim to be beyond ego or greed, mm-hmm. right? I hope that my business does well. Mm-hmm. I hope I make a lot of money. I hope I can take a nap one day. Absolutely. <laughs> or go right, to the right. beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also understand that if I hold an intention for everyone to win, mm-hmm. um, my my partners, my, my team members, our guests, the animals and the planet, mm-hmm. if I keep having an intention that's bigger than me, that also creates a magical possibility as well. Mm. And, uh, and now I'm sharing it because it's not easy. Uh, I'm sharing it because it's hard, but I'm also mm. sharing it because it's powerful, and it has an impact and it uh, transforms our lives really from the inside out. Mm. How wonderful. Jeffrey, on that note, uh, thank you so much for speaking to
0: me. You know, I this conversation has been so amazing. I've always believed in veganism, but I think you have just reinforced all my beliefs. That the direction I took, I was—I've I've been a vegetarian since I was born. But uh, you know, veganism is, is completely different from my perspective. Thank you for uh, talking to me about your industry, and good luck with your capital raise. I'm sure it'll go places. Um, and one of these days, I'm hoping to see that you'll have—we'll have a plant power fast food restaurant in in India. Uh, we'll i'm th- i'm i'm thinking about it <laughs> must do that uh, yeah. thank you for talking to me about uh, some of the lessons uh finally we didn't get a chance to talk about your love for india you've been here to two ashrams and you've said that you will come back again but we'll keep that for another conversation sometime yeah so thank you again for speaking to me uh and good luck jeffrey
1: And thank you so much. It was an honor to be able to speak with you and to share with your guests. I really appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to The Brand Called You, videocast and podcast. A platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals.